From APM American Public Media, this is the American Radio Works podcast. I'm Stephen Smith. What do children need to know in school to be prepared for the future? That's the question that drives a new set of national learning standards called the Common Core. In many parts of the country, the Common Core has been controversial. Proponents believe that the standards will provide educational continuity across states and help prepare students for a competitive global economy. Critics fear that the federal government is trying to take over America's schools, and some people worry that the standards are too rigorous. This week and next, we're putting the controversy aside and we're looking at what's actually in the standards. In the fall, American Radio Works will be releasing an hour-long documentary about the Common Core, which will address some of the debates and examine how the standards might affect teaching and learning in the public schools. ARW correspondent Emily Hanford sat down with Susan Pimentel, a lead writer of the Common Core Standards for English Language Arts and Literacy. They talked about how the standards were written and why. Hanford began by asking Pimentel to define the Common Core. The purpose of the Common Core State Standards was to really look at what students need to be prepared for college and careers because we have so many students who follow all the rules, take all the courses they're supposed to take, pass all the tests they're supposed to take, apply to college, get into college, only to find themselves in remedial courses. And so many of those students never actually finish to get a college degree. So the point was to really focus on what is it that we know that students need to be prepared for college and careers. So one of the thing that I, uh, things that I hear a lot from teachers, especially teachers in schools that have a lot of kids from poor families who may be behind, is that Literacy education in the last 10 years or so had become very focused on a narrow set of sort of skills or strategies. Like this week we're going to teach character traits, and next week Mm -hmm. we're going to teach similes, and then Mm -hmm. we're going to spend some time making sure Mm -hmm. everyone knows the main idea. Mm -hmm. So you're nodding your head and saying, "Uh uh-huh, to what extent is Common Core a reaction to that particular trend in education? Well, I will say that the Common Core is a reaction to a couple trends in in literacy. One is that we have not made any progress at all. When you look at the gaps between African-American students and white students, when you look at the the NAEP assessments, the National Assessment of Educational Progress, um, you know, the, the results have been very flat. No matter how much attention and how hard teachers are working, it's been very flat. And one of the things that the Common Core says and, and really is, makes the text the centerpiece um, because it is through the text um, and through complex, rich, quality text that students build their vocabularies, that they build their knowledge, that they get the concepts that they need. They begin to understand what complex syntax uh, looks like. So the the Common Core really said we need to put text at the at the center, and then we need to be asking students to draw evidence from, from those texts, which is not what has been the usual practice over the past 10 or 20 years. Let's talk about the standards themselves a little bit. These are standards for English language arts and literacy and history, social studies, science, and technical subjects. So what does that mean, and why is that the way the standards are? The reason we decided to put together literacy standards in those disciplines is because we know that when students get into college or they get on the job, they aren't just reading uh, literature or even literary nonfiction. They are being asked to read informational texts and technical texts in those disciplines. And we know from the research 
research that students reading informational texts and especially technical texts of one sort or other is more complicated and challenging for students than than reading literature. Now that's a generalization, but the point is that when you're reading literature, they have they have a narrative structure to them, right? So there are characters, there's a conflict that develops uh, or challenges, uh, there's a plot, there's a setting, the characters move through that, and uh, then there's some sort of resolution that comes at the end. When you get to informational text, and you even get to the difference between science text and, and history text, they're written in, in different ways with different informational text structures, and the, and the text structures can even change. So you can move from a problem solution to a cause and effect to, to uh, just an explanation. And so there was a, a sense that if we're talking about students' reading abilities, and their writing abilities and to be prepared for any number of professions that we needed to really um, look at literacy um, in the disciplines as well. So can you just briefly describe how are the standards organized? So the standards are in ELA literacy are organized around, first around what we call a set of anchor standards. And these are a set of um, writing, reading, listening, speaking, and language standards that go across the grades, if you will, and go across the disciplines. And what they, they really are what we call a set of college and career readiness um, set of anchor standards. And there are 10 in reading and 10 in writing, six in speaking and listening, and six in language. And then within that, um, you have corresponding grade-specific standards. While I know all of these anchor standards are very important, I've been hearing a lot about standards one and 10. And I've been hearing a lot of arguments saying those are kind of like, look at one and look at 10. So what is, can you read reading standard one? Sure. Reading standard number one is read closely to determine what the text says explicitly and to make logical inferences from it. Cite specific textual evidence when writing or speaking to support conclusions drawn from the text. And actually, let me ask you that. So someone hears that, and they might say, whoa, how can a kindergartner do that? So a kindergarten can do that by you ask students questions about a text, and then you ask them who, where, what, why questions about a text. Um, students may even have some of their own questions about a text. And then you ask them for the answers, uh, and then you ask them how do they know. What are the details in the text that tell you why a character is feeling this way or taking this action? And this can be done a, a child in kindergarten who may not be able to write very well. This, how do you deal with that? Yeah, so in, so in terms of writing, the standards actually talk about students' uh, writing uh, that they can draw a picture, they can dictate to the teacher. For students who, who can write a little bit, they can do a mix of all three of those. And also I want to say that it isn't always just writing about the text, although that becomes that is important and, and important to get started right away. It's also about having rich discussions in class so you can hear what your, your fellow students are saying and then add to what uh, students are saying. So rich discussions are, are equally important. So what about reading standard 10? Can you read that one, the anchor standard? Yes. So reading standards 10 says, the anchor standard says, read and comprehend complex literary and informational text independently and proficiently. Okay, so why is that a standard? What's important about that and how is that different from previous standards perhaps? Yeah, so it's very different from previous standards. Um, as a matter of fact, I don't know of any set of standards in the nation that um, previously had anything around text complexity. 
The reason we included tax complexity as a key for two reasons. One was the ACT research called Reading Between the Lines, which showed that what was most consequential for students in terms of their proficiency and ability to handle college-level work or college-level reading was the complexity of the text that they were they were able to handle. So just to say it, if you took um, the two of us, Emily, and we both were able to find the main idea or central idea, we were both able to determine what the author's claim was and what the reasoning and evidence were to support the author. And you ended up in freshman classes and were having success, and I ended up in remedial courses. The difference between the two of us would be that I could find the main idea and the author's claim, but not on college-level text. I I could only find it on lower level text. And as ACT uh, did their research, they found that less than 50% of students who are graduating from our high schools able to handle the level of text that we have in college. That was correspondent Emily Hanford speaking with Susan Pimentel, one of the lead authors for the Common Core Standards for English Language Arts and Literacy. She is also a founding partner of Student Achievement Partners, an organization that helps schools put the Common Core into practice. Next week, we'll hear from her colleague about the standards for mathematics. You can find more podcasts about education policy and standards and a range of issues in K-12 and higher education at our website, AmericanRadioWorks.org. While you're there, browse through the archive of more than 100 documentary projects and let us know what you think of our coverage. That's AmericanRadioWorks.org. We're on Facebook at American.RadioWorks and on Twitter at AMRadioWorks. Support for American Radio Works comes from Lumina Foundation, the William and Flora Hewlett Foundation, and the Spencer Foundation. I'm Stephen Smith. Thanks for listening. This is APM, American Public Media.